0: Learn more at Duracell.com slash safely available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, Love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices.
1: Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible
0: for a free trial at ATT.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road. Don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new.
1: Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in-store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash springfling for details.
2: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. It is me this week. Ben is still out on his honeymoon. I think he might be like in transit back to to home uh, from St. Barth, St. Barth, St. Bartholomew, whatever you call it. Um, So he'll be back next week to regale us with all of his honeymoon tales, or at least the details that he'll let us in on. Uh, Very excited about that. But today, uh, we have Jacqueline Trumbull. You may remember her as the psychologist. She was studying psychology um, when she was on RE season. And she's just about to wrap up her current PhD program at Duke University. Um, So we're going to have her come on and talk about this episode Which, guys, like, what is going on? I cannot believe Clayton is the bachelor. That is my biggest takeaway. Still can't believe it. But before we get her on the line, I do want to give out our batch bracket rule of the week. Are you ready for it? Batch bracket rule of the week for week seven is minus five points. If a contestant says they are, quote, jealous of another contestant or another contestant's relationship or time with Michelle. So this will be for the, I believe, the hometown date episode. So look out for the word jealous. All right, let's get Jacqueline in, catch up with her for a second before we dive into the episode. And man, like, I think her her uh, background in psychology might help us break it down a bit. <laughs> As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. Learn more at Duracell.com slash safely. available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Diaper Judy, it's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pampers Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pampers Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kremes, Mucky Mascara, Goopy Gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that over-the-counter can get old? That's O-T-C, can get O-L-D. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, toss out those outdated items. They're yucky start fresh.
1: Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new.
0: Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring for details.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
0: Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging, but actually your cravings are leading you right where you need to be to Caulipower. <laughs> Caulipower is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas, craving chicken tenders. Caulipower's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And
1: that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big, warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Caulipower's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Caulipower, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten free, always ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcollypower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power, crave on.
0: All right, guys, we got Jacqueline Trumbull on the line. Um, do I say guys too much? I'm always like, okay, guys. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. That must be very annoying for y'all out there. But Jacqueline is here. And Jacqueline, what's what are you up to? We knew that you were studying psychology back on RE season, but you're still, you're going for your PhD now at Duke. I am, yeah. I'll be doing that for... Approximately forever. <laughs> how much longer do we have until you're a practicing psychologist?
3: Yeah, it's a six year program. So uh, I'm in the third year right now, and then after that, I'm still won't be licensed for like another two years. So maybe when I'm 37, I'll make money.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I I'd love to hear how you watch, how you think you watch the Bachelor franchise differently because of your studies. Oh
3: gosh. Um, I think, I I mean, more than anything, I I think I just watch how like produced and manipulated it is. And then I see, you know, the, the contestants reactions to like what's happening to them. Do you think that's from your
0: experience on the show? Or do you think that's from,
3: I didn't, I didn't feel overtly manipulated at the time, but I can see how the same, like storylines keep happening okay, and yeah. just you know just like some tinkering but i what i found really interesting about the show on my time and now is that it felt like it created its own little culture and um certain things that wouldn't necessarily be cool out or normal out in the real world were suddenly totally acceptable you're the, you know, crier from your season, I also felt like I was crying every four and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. So I felt like this like culture of strong emotions was really pushed there. And it felt good to be like really open and vulnerable and have really different kinds of conversations than in normal life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one thing I think is interesting is like when people criticize contestants who are watching from the outside, not understanding that the way you're kind of encouraged to be is totally different and the rules are just different. I don't know. It was just really interesting.
0: Yes, totally. There was a conversation in this week's episode, which we'll break down in a second, that felt super edited and I wonder if you picked up on it. Oh, maybe. Which one? Yes.
3: Gosh. Okay. What felt super...
0: I don't know. I don't know. Martin. Martin. Okay. Well, not I figured. Yeah, not his conversation with Michelle, but his conversation that he had with the guys. Oh, because I yeah. was like not understanding where ooh, um, Olu was getting his info. For, like I was like, okay,
3: how is he? Getting- I definitely, I definitely felt like something was missing. There. Something's yeah. missing,
0: right? So I had to yeah, go back, yeah. and then when I did rewind and I watched it again, I was like, oh, there's a lot of Martin talking without him, his face showing. Okay. So those are like one of those moments.
3: The one thing I noticed is always was like, it seems like he's telling her something different than what he's telling us. But right. I felt like all we saw him tell them was what happened. I mean, he, was, he kept insisting that she made an incorrect interpretation, which I don't think was true. But I don't know. It didn't feel like he was saying anything all that different. So I was a little confused by that. Yeah. So he's- Clearly
0: kind of a dick in general. I mean, just bad vibes, right? I don't know. Like, Martin just has given me bad vibes for a while. So it's like, even though it felt like something was missing, I was still like, okay, I'm going to trust this. And I think that, like, (laughs) between you and I, we can probably say that even though, like, there is always a lot missing from the show's context because we are being filmed 24-7 and they crunch it down to an hour and 20 minutes, We can say that generally it's you get the you get what actually happened in the airing version.
3: Yeah, I mean when I watched back I definitely felt like my storyline had been manipulated but it wasn't in a way that bothered me too much Mm -hmm. and I felt like in general the kind of essences of the people were like pretty accurate. Like I don't remember thinking oh that guy, that person got like really shafted. Yeah, the
0: essence. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny okay well have you been dating do you have a boyfriend is there any like updates since you were dating Ari oh yeah no I'm getting married in July OMG (laughs) that's amazing congrats how'd you guys meet uh
3: so he's actually a um he's actually a psych professor at Duke so Uh that's you know (laughs) scandalous he came oh my god so
0: scandalous but also meow
3: (laughs) he's in a different kind of psych. So we have no overlap. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't teach any classes that I take and we have a whole management plan. Basically he gave a guest lecture, um, in one of my classes and I just thought he was super cute. And we had, he like talked a little bit about his life. I was like, I mean, he is like an artist. That's one of his paintings back there. And, um, I was like, I like to paint and all these overlaps. And so I basically just made it my mission to go seduce this person. (laughs) So, (laughs) <laughs> I got him to meet up with, I like slid his DMS on Twitter. And then we started talking a lot, met up with him. And then as soon as we basically acknowledged there was something going on, we like went to HR and they made a management plan for us. So just, I know people have feelings about me dating a professor, but um, yeah, that's how we met. And um, I'm waiting. So I proposed to him a couple weekends ago and he is proposing to me within the month. Oh my gosh, you
0: proposed to him. Tell us how you decided to do that non-traditional move.
3: Yeah. So it wasn't even, I wasn't like aiming to be non-traditional or anything like that, but I have horrible commitment issues. And in the first year of our relationship, I just made him crazy because I was non-committal. And then he made me crazy because he was reacting to that. And so I got into my head that maybe I would propose to him because that would be like a show of real commitment and security. And then by the time we actually were really talking about getting married, I was like, screw that. I want the ring and the big proposals and everything. So I knew he was planning something. And I just said that to him. I was like, you know, I kind of had this idea. And he was like, damn it. No, I want a proposal too. So then he like, I was like, okay, seriously. He's like, yeah, I want you to propose to me. So then I came up with this whole proposal. Did, and did you do it yeah. with a ring? I did. Yeah. I got a little, I got a gold signet ring with the letter J. So, you know, he'll always have me with him.
0: Aw. Did you get down on one knee?
3: Uh, no, I put it, I, so this isn't supposed to be the serious proposal, But when I asked what he wanted for his proposal, he pointed at his penis. So I got a pair of underwear like monogram to say, look, will you marry me? And then he had to like look at my ass.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, I have another girlfriend who she proposed to her boyfriend, too. And it like started out as a joke like two years earlier. Uh And then he was like. No, you said it. You're gonna do it one day. Like this is how we're gonna do it. So like, she really she did it. Uh huh. It and, and now, yeah, the wedding is also this coming summer. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, every
3: everyone is getting married this summer. Yeah. Everyone.
0: Yeah. Have you started planning? Have you? Do you have a date and all that? I have a date and a venue. Okay, great. That's, as long that's as that's all secure, I have. As long as you secured that venue, because yeah, I know. It's the, 2022 is supposed to be like the most popular wedding year. Ever, because of so many people who've had to push it back to that year. I know. All right. Well, let's dive into this episode. But first, we have to take a break. So we'll be right back. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. Even Duracell's packaging is child-secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Diaper Judy. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pampers Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pampers Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kremes, Mucky Mascara, Goopy Gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that over-the-counter can get old? That's O-T-C, can get O-L-D. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight
1: savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new.
0: Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring for details.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
0: Your whole life you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Cali Power. <laughs> Cali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Cali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Caulipower's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite.
1: that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big, warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Caulipower's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Caulipower, all the foods you crave are made with the power of Veggies gluten-free, always ready in minutes. And most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Kali Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatkalipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collipower, Crave on.
0: Okay, part one. We see Michelle's men talking to some of Michelle's students. We don't know if they're current students. They seem very young. And I thought that she's teaching like fifth grade, but they are all very adorable. And they're kind of like quizzing them and they're figuring out who they like. They're asking silly questions about like farts and stuff. Um, I think it was actually very adorable until they really pretend until production made it seem like the kids really planned these dates and then they took it so seriously i'm like okay the audience isn't dumb these kids didn't book the planetarium
3: <laughs> They book the planetarium and ask really probing questions you know and write them on little slips <laughs> yes
0: um uh-huh. she ends up going on the date with clayton so what what have your feelings on Clayton been so far? Because going into this date, I was like, okay, knowing that he's The Bachelor, we're going to, like, grow to love him. We are going to get so much out of him during this one date, and he's going to be a shoo-in for top four, and he'll be kind of the dark horse.
3: Yeah. Well, I was definitely expecting to see more, given what we know mm-hmm. happens with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Uh he seems like he just seems like the bachelor from 2015. Like he just seems totally that type. He's really sweet. He says the the lines, you know, with like total sincerity, mm-hmm. tears in his eyes. I just want to find love, you know, so I can see why they chose him. But other than that, it's like it it was just such a normal like not particularly exciting date or episode.
0: He just did nothing for me on this date. And he obviously did nothing for for Michelle. Michelle. (laughs) So I was like, I had to like pause it. And I was left just mind boggled. I was like, wait a second. This is the end of his story. And he has become The Bachelor. This is wild. He doesn't even make top four. And then they like kind of take a quick break and they go into this, this this scene where he's reading letters from the, quote, children. Do you believe that these letters are from the children? <laughs> or do the children write them in their child handwriting and they were maybe, like, fed some lines?
3: Well, this just makes me want, because I think oh, I think either could happen. I mean, it, I wonder how much effort the producers put in. Like, if they were assigned a producer and that producer sat down with them and, re- and was, like, basically planting ideas about how to write and they wrote it together but it's certainly not like the children took it upon themselves to write these letters for dear Clayton. (laughs) And
0: he (laughs) acts as if they truly did. But I also feel like there was like a hint. There had to be a hint of acting because we felt nothing between them. I just feel like he was kind of told like, Hey, we don't have a bachelor for next season. Um, just wanted to put that in your head before you make your final um, camera appearance.
3: Yeah, it's really just bizarre. I mean, I can't. I it really seems like they were just that desperate to get back to a white bachelor, like that they were willing to do this. I mean, it just makes no sense to me that they would take somebody who's top eight and had no connection with the lead. I mean, you could see like at, at dinner, she had already gone in deciding she doesn't want to date this person. Like her face was shut off. She was totally locked down. I mean, it was just, I don't, I don't know what he could have possibly be thinking. Like if I were him, I would be completely floored if somebody said you have bachelor potential, or, like, you're our guy.
0: <laughs> Same. So then, like, when he's... So he reads these letters, and then he starts, like, going into this, you know, emotional release about how he just all... You really wants a wife and kids. Like, now he just right. really wants a wife and kids, but he was just telling Michelle the day before... That, like, it was something that he hadn't thought about for a while. But, like, apparently being with her, like, he had this big revelation that now he's ready for it. And it was just, it it was really like, they were like, okay, we don't have a bachelor. So let's throw this little scene together and hopefully people buy it. And I didn't buy it.
3: Well, I didn't buy it, either, but the thing is, like, I could have bought it if they had showed more of him earlier on. I mean, there's got to be some reason they're going for this guy. But at the
0: same time, isn't it alarming that, like, <laughs> we apparently saw the highlight reel of this guy? Right, there's nothing else to show. Yeah, like, but, they've been, they've had so much opportunity to show his shining moments, and apparently we saw his shining moments, and there was nothing shiny about it. Poor guy, I mean... I guess maybe they're just thinking like, yeah, we have like this cookie cutter bachelor of like Brad Walmack past and we'll let the ladies take the lead and and make the season. But I think it's going to be really, really hard to get Bachelor Nation on board with this guy because there's just we have no connection, no reason to really root for him. If it weren't for this podcast, I can't imagine me being like, oh, yeah, can't wait to tune in to see this guy fall in love. Am I being too honest? There's no such thing. (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you have a hypothesis as to why they chose him? I mean, there was two seasons of men to pick from.
0: Right. Peter Weber and I came up um, with the only thing I could think of as far as just selecting from this season. It was maybe if they picked one of the top four guys. Mm-hmm. They would think that they were like spoiling the season too much because then we okay. would like have a guy that we just because, you know, we saw that Clayton became the bachelor like what? Two months ago, we've known this. Oh, I see. So like saying. maybe they didn't want it to be one of the top four guys because then it would just kind of ruin all the all speculation as to who she ends up with once it got down to the nitty gritty of her season.
3: Yeah, I guess, but they did but, that. They were okay doing that with Rachel Lindsay.
0: Yeah, I'm saying it's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> it's <laughs> certainly not good enough. If anything, they could have done like a just a stunt casting. Like, let's just get a celebrity on there. There's yeah. there's a lot of celebrities that you know, like even like a Dancing with the Stars rollover. Somebody who's like won or been prominent on that that we could like steal over from The Bachelor bachelor
3: anyway. i don't know even someone from paradise i don't know just any right just, i mean i thought they're gonna go with greg for a while that's what I mean. and steve was saying but
0: i mean that would have been risky but i i still wouldn't have been a fan of that decision but at least it's more gripping than Right. Than this one. <laughs> than the same Greg Rippo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> trying to make a pun there. <laughs> All right. Well, enough crapping on Clayton. <laughs> Let's move into this week's group date. All right. So the remaining guys uh, are on this one. we We find out that Brandon is going to get his one-on-one. So we have Rick, Rodney, Joe, Nate, Martin, and Olu on this one. Cute that they have to go to a go to a farm and milk the cows. It's fun to see the guys like getting their hands dirty and stuff like that. Any thoughts on that portion of the date?
3: Yeah, just very yeah. standard bachelor. Very, very, yeah.
0: very standard bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> um the nighttime portion is when it gets it gets interesting, mostly because of this Martin thing. So she first she sits down with Martin and well, actually, I don't know what happened first. She either sits down with Martin and it goes just swimmingly, which is yeah, just and then absolutely Olu fine. Came in. Yeah, and then Olu comes yeah. in afterward and says, like, this is what Martin's been saying behind your back. Um, Olu says he's been calling her immature, says that she hasn't, like, faced issues from her past based on her poem that she read, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then he also just kind of said he kind of alludes to the fact that there was like a miscommunication last week. And maybe there was even a miscommunication the week before last as well between the two of them. And he says something about her just not listening. So like that was what I really gathered from that conversation amongst the men was that she wasn't listening um, to him. But that is that's not the issue that Olu brought. Brought to Michelle. Right. He said yeah. he focused more on the immature thing and the fact that she hasn't um, faced issues of her past. Um, Olu obviously has been somebody who's proven to be trustworthy. And once she hears this from him, she brings Martin back in. And And how did you feel about how this went down?
3: I mean, the problem is, is that he's so abrasive and uh, just doesn't... I mean, the way he reacted in the limo was so immature that it like ca- kind of cast a shadow back on what was going on in the conversation. Right. I can t- this happens all the time. Like I can totally see how he could have actually said she has insecurities from her past. And that was like a normal thing to say mm-hmm. because everyone does, and maybe he was commenting on that in some way. And then all of a sudden he's confronted with this like misinterpretation of that, if it indeed was. And I can see how like he would feel cornered and frustrated and, like, want to get his point out and not feel like he can, but he was just such an asshole. Yeah. That it's, like, I don't even kind of care what his perspective is here. (laughs) Right.
0: His overall vibe is just... It just hasn't been good for me. And he is is not the finest communicator. And then, Yes. yes, to top it off, what he says in the car about Him never wanting to have been with her after something like that. That was just kind of like gross. I didn't mind him the first like one-on-one date they
3: had. I thought he was again kind of harsh and abrasive. Yeah. But like I didn't think he was making bad points. I enjoyed that they talked about like their perspectives Mm -hmm. for once and like their different ways of communicating. Like I thought that was a cool change for The Bachelor, which usually is just about like here's my trauma story. Do you accept it? Yes. Okay. Move on. But yeah, I he's not. Ugh. No. He 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 lived up to his douchey hairdo. I think.
0: There we go, <laughs> and that's how we'll end speaking about Martin, the <laughs> one-on-one date between Michelle and Brand and Brandon. Um, it, it's just like a hometown spot date. So they go to her favorite ice cream place. Then she keeps saying that she can see him being her best friend. They go to the parents' house. And like, this is another (laughs) super stagey moment where it's like, yeah, my parents aren't home. Do you want to see you around? And then they're in the hot tub making out when her parents come home. It's like, okay, dude, you've got (laughs) to know that Michelle knew her parents were going to come home.
3: (laughs) I would think so. I did still think it was, I thought it was like, Cheeky
0: enough that I didn't mind the like clear production interference. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up sitting down with her parents, and there's just like something about Brendan that feels like the high school boyfriend to me like that she's giddy over, and he just feels young. He's very sweet, but there is just something missing. For me, but I don't think it's actually missing for Michelle. So I need to speak on behalf of Michelle, who seems to be, like, absolutely swooned, totally smitten with him. Um, when they sit down at dinner and he says that I feel like I'm falling in love with you, like, she says my heart is beating so rapidly. Like, you can almost feel like she wants to say it back to him. There's the yeah. whole best friend thing again, and that's how what she really, really wants in a relationship. And he even goes as far as to ask the parents for permission, if it is him in the end, for permission to, for, you know, to get down on one knee. Yeah. Um, and the mom is like, yeah, he's very sweet. I like him. And then the dad, like, the dad's like, doesn't have anything to say. <laughs> and I feel like that's how <laughs> I would have nothing to, because I, I felt like the dad in that moment, where it was like, yeah. I just, sorry, dude, I don't have enough to go on right now. What are you, what's your take on this?
3: No, I totally agree. I thought it was a really sweet date. I really liked him. And I'm like, he is 10 years out from
0: being right. married. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is about him that makes me feel this because he is like such a nice guy. He's really done nothing wrong, but like just be totally in awe of her.
3: Right. I honestly, I'm kind of worried about her because I get the same vibes from Nate kind of.
0: Yeah. Like Similar, on, you know,
3: Right on their one-on-one date, she was like, she, you know, she asked me about his previous relationships, and he was like, "Well, I had one relationship where I couldn't be a big kid anymore," and I was like, "Oh
0: no!" So it just kind of reminds me a little bit of of this. Oh, and then this this episode, we find out that Nate just he has never brought a girl home, which you right. know, I don't want to fault them for that. Like I wasn't, and I had never brought in a guy brought a guy home um, when I. Ended up being with Jared, who I met on the show. So Mm -hmm. I can't really fault them for that. But there is a lot of inexperience when it comes to these guys. I feel.
3: Yeah, and she's already at risk for that because she's already said she's somebody who just gives everything to the point of almost needing a feeding tube. By the way, she said in a previous episode. I'm like, I gotta need this woman to marry an adult male. You know, (laughs) who's actually gonna like pour himself into the relationship. So. Yeah, he seems Brandon seems like really young. He looks really young. Mm-hmm. He says kind of cliche things about love. Um, he's doe eyed. I mean, it, he's super sweet, but to- like totally. <laughs>
0: okay, good because it's like no hate, brand Brandon, but like, right. but I don't, I don't see this being the longest term thing. Okay, um, then we get to the. rose ceremony there's no cocktail party she knows what she's doing i think we all kind of know what she's doing um rodney is to me in my head the obvious guy who will not be making the top three Mm -hmm. he is the guy who was definitely making who was going to make the top four but definitely the weak link there and then rick and olu just to me were the obvious send homes what about you
3: yeah, well, I, I don't know. I was between Rick and Rodney about decent.
0: Okay. That's respectable. Home. Yep.
3: But I mean, Olu used his his time with her this week to talk about yeah Martin. So it's almost like he knew he was heading out. I don't know. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I agree with that. All right. Well, in the sneak peek, we see a lot of dads. <laughs> we see a lot, of <laughs> – but the one dad is still the standout from last week, which is the dad who says no. He's not ready to get yeah. engaged. And now uh-huh. that I analyze this man's face a little bit more, I, th- okay, I'm going to first ask you whose dad you think that is. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, maybe he was saying he's not ready for
3: dinner or something. Because oh, no. they could totally like recognize that out. Um, Nate?
0: I think it's Joe's. So now I feel like. Okay, yeah. So now I feel like you and I have both established that Nate <laughs> <laughs> Nate and Brandon not ready for marriage, but and we've got a third. now we yeah. have a third. <laughs> and it's the other third guy that she likes the most. Of course, Rodney is probably the one that's actually ready for marriage.
3: Yeah, I'm worried about Michelle. She's so she's one of my favorite leads so far. I think she's doing I such think a great she's job. She's so wonderful. Just, like she just can kind of like 30 and up. That would yeah. be a good start. Like I maybe mean, hopefully like 32, 33 years yeah. old and up for the men. Yeah. Brandon's only 26.
0: Oh, okay. So he actually is young. So he's too.
3: actually young. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not his fault. <laughs> I mean, I was 26 at the beginning of this journey, <laughs> uh-huh. but I, and you were young too, weren't you? 26. Oh, we were both 26. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then look, like I didn't get married until 31 and you're not getting married until what, you're 33. No, I'm 30. I you're, Okay. I'm, I'm not doing the math right because our season was like three years after mine. Yeah. <laughs> well now there's so many it
3: just feels like it feels like our season was like 10 years ago i know it, there's like a million seasons a year yeah i don't think i was ready until this year and men need an extra five years to bake usually yeah. i'd say yeah probably you
0: know? all right well do you have any more thoughts who do you see ending up with her ending up with in the at the end of this Anyone? Oh, i'm spoiled oh, so you are say. okay don't spoil me <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for joining us. And if you guys want more of Jacqueline's um, thoughts on like really life, right? You have a podcast and it's not just about bachelor. You've had a bachelor podcast before, but now what are you talking about on your podcast? A little help for our friends.
3: Yeah. So a little help for our friends is a mental health podcast. So we've had a couple of bachelor nation people on, but it's to talk about mental health related topics. So like we had Zach Clark talk about addiction Um, we had Ben Higgins come on actually and talk about his book and loneliness. Um, but really our focus is on how mental health is like a system-wide problem. So it's not just the person experiencing, um, a disorder, it's their friends and family and what they go through and how they try to help. And that can be a really frustrating and lonely experience. So, um, that's why it's called a little help for our friends. It's how can you help your friends who are struggling?
0: Oh, wonderful. What, what, before we let you go, what is Mm -hmm. one bit of like, huge advice, like just the advice that you would give <laughs> to the general public if your friends um, are going through a bad time?
3: Um, definitely to validate. And that doesn't mean that you agree with them. Okay. It can be, you can totally disagree with somebody and still validate how they're feeling because you're not validating the facts of the situation. You know, if they say my life is terrible, I hate everything. You're not saying, yeah, your life is terrible. It's It must be so hard to to go through your life feeling that way. You must be going through so much to feel that way because a lot of the times we try to go in and fix or problem solve. Uh And usually what people want to feel is heard and like they're met. Um, and so just starting with that and really listening can take you very far.
0: All right. That's fantastic advice. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today. It was very fun to bring it down with you.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right.
0: See you Jacqueline. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right. Well, we had to let Jacqueline go, but we have Bachelor headlines for you guys. And OMG, are they juicy. Let's start with this one Us Weekly headline. Michelle Young, she says, I ended up in a situation I didn't expect on The Bachelorette. All right. So here's the quote. She said, I had no idea I would be in the position that I was in at the end of the season. The ending is something that I didn't necessarily expect, something that I didn't think was possible for me. I'm excited for everyone to kind of see what it entails because I think a lot of assumptions are being made, you know, of either who I end up with or if I end up with anyone. And when it comes down to it, I came into this knowing that I was going to stay true to who I was. And that means staying true to what your feelings are and talking about where you're at with your feelings. I'm a person who typically embraces opportunities as they come, and I can't pinpoint whether or not I'm going to be in Minnesota, you know, next year or the year after that. I fully plan to finish out the school year, but I don't know what opportunities are gonna come my way. Whether there's somebody I'm involved Whether there's somebody involved in my life, whether there's not, that always would be a team decision. So I can't say that, yes, I'm 100% going to stay in Minnesota for the rest of my life. I can say that I'm open to all opportunities. I'll take them in. I'll make decisions as I go. And I'll make sure that I'm happy with the work I'm doing. All right. Hmm. To analyze this on my own, (laughs) it sounds as if Michelle is not necessarily staying in Minnesota, which I feel in my bones would eliminate Joe as being the guy that she ends up with, right? Because if she were to end up with Joe, they would definitely be settling in Minnesota. And I wonder what opportunity she's speaking of because I I always kind of thought that she would want to stick with teaching, but maybe she'll... Want to do other things and then come back to teaching down the road. All right. Well, a lot to analyze there because she says whether I'm with somebody or whether I'm not with somebody. I guess that's kind of standard to, like, keep it open-ended like that. But she says it so many times. Now I'm thinking, like, does she not end up with anybody? I really, truly don't know the ending of this, and I'm very excited that I think Ben and I are in, like, the third or fourth season where I don't know any spoilers. I don't even have to pretend with you guys <laughs> or try to lead you astray. Like, I truly don't know what happens at the end of this. So, Oh, my goodness gracious. This The next headline is the saddest headline I think I've read on this podcast as far as relationships go in a while. Taysha Adams and Zach Clark split. They called off their relationship nearly one year after their finale aired. <sighs> Us Weekly can confirm that Taysha Adams and Zach Clark are no longer a couple. The news comes three days after Life and Style reported that they were on a break, which was which was something I was really, really hoping was true. I was like, oh, a break. You know, we can get over a break. But no, People Magazine and Us Weekly both reported yesterday that they are officially split. I don't think that either one of them addressed it on their Instagrams yet. Um, so we'll see. But this comes on the heels of them running the New York City Marathon together on November 7th. Uh, we don't have any quotes from the couple or anything like that. But I'm sad because I think you guys know that over the past couple years, Zach and, and Tasha were like the couple that had that final moment, you know, that engagement moment that made me feel all the feels. It made me feel like it was like old school bachelor where like this was just like intense, passionate love. And the way that Tasha said that like she had never felt a love like this before, like maybe she had never been truly in love before. Oh my gosh. There was so much in that engagement moment. And just all the moments leading up to their engagement, I just I really, really felt that couple. And this is very sad. Um, So we wish we wish them nothing but the best going forward. And, uh, you know, give them their privacy, guys. (laughs) Don't be writing crazy things on their Instagrams when they do end up announcing on Instagram. All right. Hannah Brown. Wow. She also made some serious headlines this week. Uh, it's unfortunate that she made these headlines just a day after we had Peter Weber on the podcast because she came out about uh, the fact that the two of them slept together in the midst of his season airing. As far as the details go, uh, he had, he had dumped or he had, I guess, yeah, I guess he dumped um, Hannah Ann. And after that, He ran into Hannah at an event and then it led to her just visiting with him and his family at, you know, the family house outside LA and uh, they, they had sex one night and she woke up and had breakfast with the family. Immediately. She felt a little off about it, but she reveals it in her book and it, (laughs) it's been juicy. And then there's another, there's another headline and this is that she hasn't spoken to Tyler Cameron pretty much anymore. And, It's so wild how we all interpreted her hangouts with Tyler at the, what is it, the quarantine crew house. We were thinking, you know, oh, this is totally romantic. They're totally hooking up, blah, blah, blah. But that was not the way it went at all. And she details it all in her new book, God Bless This Mess, in which she tells everyone that um, they, they, they didn't even kiss while they were there. She was, you know, kind of like recovering. She was dealing with getting over her brother's overdose, that Tyler was getting over the loss of his mother. And they, she said she was stuck in a house of yucky boys when when COVID really hit. And she was truly just stuck in that house until she was able to safely leave. Um, but this is also on the heels of his relate like Tyler's relationship with Gigi. So if you remember, this is the timeline of Hannah and, and Tyler. She ends up with Jed. And then on after the final rose, when it's announced that she's no longer with Jed, she kind of asked Tyler out. Right. And then they go out, they're spotted. She thought it was the beginning of something, but just a day or two after Tyler was spotted with Gigi Hadid in New York, and she says in the new book, "God bless this mess," that she was deeply hurt by how he handled the situation. Um, she, they weren't they weren't really open with each other. Uh, you know, he didn't really explain that he was going to go on and date a supermodel and all that. So six months after that, the two of them reconnected at the loss of his mom and the overdose of her brother, which was just around the beginning of COVID. And that's how she ended up in the quarantine house. And even then there was no real romance sparked. Okay. Hannah, I'm sure details all of this in a podcast that we are releasing today with um, Wells Adams. He has filled in for Ben and I And interviewed Hannah all about the juicy things in her book. So um, make sure that you look out for that special edition of the Almost Famous podcast. Oh, wait. We can't move on from Hannah Brown and her book yet. Because now we have a quote from Peter Weber addressing the fact that she came out about the secret hookup. He said this week, according to 2Fab, I thought we were just going to keep it private but I guess that wasn't the case and I'm totally okay with it. It's all good. I don't mind any of this. We spent the night together. That was it. That was the last time that I saw her physically. All right. Well, that's very, very nice of him to be so understanding of, of what she reveals in the book. All right. In other bachelor news, Astrid Locke and Kevin went welcome their first child after, an IVF journey. She was, Oh, actually we don't know if she or he, they have not revealed the gender yet. Um, The baby was born on November 20th at 2 2 AM. And, and Kevin said that Astrid made his dreams come true. She is my absolute hero for everything she went through in the last two days at the at the hospital in the last two years of doing everything it took to get this perfect munchkin into the went gang. Um, we do not have pictures of the baby's face um, or or the gender. So we'll see if that comes up. But congratulations to the couple. I'm very happy for them. That is awesome. Glad that mama and baby are both very happy and healthy. And then, you guys, woo, drama in Katie Thurston's world. So she does this thing where she, like, I'm a little confused by this, okay? I have to be honest. Like, I skimmed some of this stuff on Instagram. She ended up doing something to Taylor Swift's Red Album where, like, every day she compared, like, a contestant or an ex, you know, a contestant from her season or an ex, to her life. She called it the 12 Days of Messy Challenge. And at the end of this, she... she kind of reveals that she's with this guy, John, who I believe she eliminated week three of her season. Um, She refers to her relationship with Blake Moynes, who she just, you know, announced her breakup with in October. That was We Are Never Getting Back Together, supposedly. That was, that was the song that she's referencing him. And then begin again she assigns to this guy john which we can only imagine means that she's beginning a romantic life again with this guy john so wild like i'm mind blown it raises a whole bunch of questions like was her friendship with john like too intense for blake to stick around um was her feelings for this guy? John, the reason that she broke up with Blake? Like, I hope all this comes out. I mean, if she were if she's if she's gonna follow Taylor Swift's lead here, she's gotta give us some sort of hint to it, right? Because Taylor may not say everything verbatim, but she, she leads us in a certain direction. <laughs> all right, so Katie Thurston, give us more hints at what actually went on between this Blake John, love triangle. Okay, and lastly, Brendan Morris and Piper updated fans on their relationship. If you guys remember, I guess like a a month or two ago, they said that they had gone their separate ways. But in a new Instagram post, it seems as if the two have reunited. The past few months have been interesting to say the least, Brendan says. On Instagram, a love forming between two people in the midst of mayhem is certainly a unique way to begin a relationship. We've had our ups and downs, our peaks and valleys, but what has prevailed is a special bond. Through God's grace and love, I remain thankful, looking forward to growing together and the lessons in love we'll experience along the way. Piper also took to Instagram to say, love is patient and kind. Thankful for you, Brendan. Every day I look forward to growing and learning more and more together. Well, you know what, guys? If this is true love, we can't be mad at it anymore, right? And it's happening not on TV. So, again, can't be mad at it anymore. They're not messing with anybody else anymore. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Almost Famous. I hope you guys are um, not, you know, thoroughly annoyed by just listening to my voice for the past 20 minutes, because I would be. But I love you so much, and I'm so glad that you listen to our podcast. Next week, you'll hear the voice of an Angel Ben Higgins over, all over again. Can't wait to get the details on their honeymoon. Until then, I've been Ashley. Bye, guys.
2: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to
0: podcasts. Learn more at Duracell.com slash PowerSafely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save on the new.
1: Get twenty percent off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code Spring Twenty to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com/slash
2: springfling for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March twentieth from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
0: I've discovered the secret to turning diaper duty into pure parenting joy. Okay, well, that might be a stretch, but Pampers Swaddlers is truly the answer. They feature a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, including even blowouts. And for 2024's hottest baby shower slash sprinkle gift, it's the Pampers diaper stash. I am so for diapers for a baby shower. Our registry. This Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund where family and friends can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. Just create an account, share it, and then watch it grow and then gift it. So easy. So, whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak free happiness with Pampers Swaddlers and the Pampers Diaper Stash.